My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. I've done a lot of international travel in my life. I've traveled to Asia, I've traveled to Central America. It's been a a wonderful world to explore. And when I had the opportunity to relocate my family to the Middle East, there was no way I wasn't going to take that opportunity. But what I found is that moving a family of four with two small children is nothing like moving around the world as a single male. It's nothing like moving around the world when you are a newlywed married couple. It is a completely different experience. And I would love to say that it's a pleasant experience, but the truth is there is nothing pleasant about a 15-hour flight with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. And once you get on the other end, there's nothing pleasant about getting over jet lag, and there's nothing pleasant about trying to get everyone a national ID and a national registration. It was a crazy difficult move. And I know that a big chunk of the success that we had was because of one good decision that we made before we left. And that good decision was that I asked my youngest sister to come with us, to help us move, to help us relocate, and to come on what I was hoping would be the adventure of a lifetime for her. And because she said yes, everybody is that much happier today. You see, my little sister isn't that little anymore. She's in her early 30s. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's well-traveled. She's well-educated. And when I called her, she was living in San Francisco. I had her meet me in Pennsylvania so that we could get all of the arrangements set up, get everybody airplane tickets. The kids had only seen their aunt uh, a handful of times in their lifetime. So it was a great chance for us to get the whole family together in Pennsylvania to give meaningful goodbyes with mom and a chance for us to hang out with my middle sister and our nieces and nephews. And of course, plenty of time for my youngest sister to get to know our two young children since we would be spending a lot of time together for the next two months. My sister told me the story of when she first moved to San Francisco, and I thought it was such a powerful story. She left Pennsylvania when she was in her early 20s, and she went to San Francisco alone on a whim because she wanted to get as far from Pennsylvania as possible, and she wanted to build a life for herself, build a life with her own two hands on her own merit with her own skill. I can absolutely respect that desire. It was the same desire I had when I left Pennsylvania when I was 18. But when my sister arrived in San Francisco, she explained to me that she went through this period that lasted for about two weeks where she was terrified. She was in a new place, a foreign place with nobody that she knew, with no support infrastructure, with no safety net. She didn't have any friends. She didn't have any, uh, any acquaintances or any family. She just found an apartment. She found a job and she started to build some semblance of a routine. And because my sister is not an extrovert, it took a lot of energy from her to go out and try and be social. The natural result was that at the end of the day, she would go back to her studio apartment and she would shut the door, turn on the TV, or pick up a book and stay in. She wasn't making friends. She wasn't becoming social. She was actually afraid that she was becoming a shut-in. So one day she decided to make a radical change. 
and she decided that instead of reading in her room after work, she was going to go for a walk. She would walk around the city parks. She would walk around the busier city blocks. She would put herself out there and just see what happened. So for a week, she went for a walk. She explored intentionally looking for where the people were. And on one of those afternoon trips, she saw that there were hundreds of people at a park that was close to her studio apartment. And when she walked by and she saw that there were many people there, she saw what the people were doing. Some were sitting around in groups, sharing beers and having conversation. Others were reading books, but reading books in small groups. Others were playing board games or playing chess. And she decided that she was going to come back the next day with her own book. Instead of reading her book in her room, she would bring her book to this public park. And that's what she did. The next day, after work, she brought her book to the public park. And instead of sitting by herself in her studio apartment, she sat by herself in a crowd of other people sitting by themselves, reading a book at a nice outdoor park in San Francisco. And she did that again the next day and the day after that. And then the weekend came and she decided that instead of bringing her book, she would bring a six pack. And instead of sitting with the crowd that was reading their books, she would go and invite herself to sit in the crowd that was having conversation and sharing beers. And that's what she did. And that's how she started to make friends in San Francisco. She went to a place where people were. She did what those people were doing. And then before she knew it, she was surrounded by friends. I find this story to be so inspiring because of its simplicity. How many of us are out there wondering how we meet people? How many of us are wondering, what's the best way to make friends? How do you start a conversation? And even more importantly, how many of us are afraid that we're going to embarrass ourselves or that we're going to say something stupid or that we're going to be judged by this group of people or by this person that we want to meet? We want to meet them because they are in the same career field. We want to meet them because we're attracted to them or we want to meet them because we know that they have a connection that we want to make. We're so worried about how we're going to be judged, we never take the first step. And that first step is what my sister did. And it's a step that we in intelligence call meeting people where they are. It's important to meet people where they are because most people in the world are trying to get people to see things the way they want them to see things. Too many of us are trying to meet people where we want them to be. We're trying to meet people where we think they should be. We're trying to sell people on an idea. We're trying to convince people of our way of thinking. We're trying to make people into something they aren't. And the only way any of that is possible is if you start by meeting people where they are. If we start by understanding what they believe today, we start by understanding what they value today. That's the only way. The only way you're going to make friends. The only way you're going to get that date to say yes to a second date. It's the only way you're going to get that promotion. It's the only way that you're going to get the raise. It's the only way that you're going to win the business. You have to meet people where they are. Nobody else is making that effort and we all know it. When was the last time that someone came to you and they tried to talk to you or meet you where you were instead of trying to talk to you from their own perception? from some idea that they had, some preconceived notion, some objective that they were trying to achieve. We all know what that feels like when you walk into a store and a salesperson comes up to you. You don't feel like they care about you as a person. They care about you as a sales lead. When you go and you have to talk to somebody like an electrician or like a plumber, they don't talk to you like you're a person. They talk to you like you're somebody with a problem that needs their help. 
kids talk to their parents, their parents don't talk to them like equals. The parents talk to them like they are kids. Even grown children talk to their parents. I talk to my grown mother, and still I am certain that she talks to me like I am her son, not like I am her peer. It's a natural human evolution. It's the way that we all see each other. We all look at the world from our own perception. We talked about this in season one when we compared perception and perspective. Now, the next step, once you understand the difference between perception and perspective, you understand that by meeting people where they are, you have the opportunity to build trust and build influence. My sister used a book, a conversation, a six-pack of beer to build trust and influence in her neighborhood in San Francisco. And over 10 years of her living in San Francisco, she used that trust and influence to get very lucrative job offers, to make friends with people from all over the world. And even now, even after saying yes to my request to come with me and my family to UAE, my sister continues to leverage the network that she made in San Francisco as she travels around the world. It is a powerful thing to understand the importance of meeting people where they are. When I called my sister and I told her that we needed help and we needed her to come with us to Abu Dhabi and I told her that I knew it was a big request, I told her I knew that I was interrupting her entire life by asking her to come with us and the first thing that she said was just yes. She said, I don't care when you leave. I don't care how long you're gone. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm going to help you. It's exactly what I want to do right now. I want to travel. I need to challenge myself again. And that's what she did. She left San Francisco and she came with us. And her help was beyond words. Everything from helping us find an apartment to helping me find a nanny to helping my children acclimate to new friends and new cultures and new people. She helped my wife. She helped me. Just an incredible blessing. And then after she was done helping us for almost 90 days, she got on an airplane and she decided to go to India. Now, I was nervous for my sister going to India because I know what India is like. I know that it means food poisoning and it means close encounters with dead bodies and it means proximity to disease and corruption. Uh, It's a unique and dangerous and beautiful country all at the same time. But she was still my little sister. And when she left on the airplane, I felt the way a big brother feels when he says goodbye to his baby sister. And I felt sad and I felt worried and I felt nervous until I stopped to reflect on the fact that this woman getting on the plane is going to be successful wherever she goes because she has the most important rule down. She knows that she needs to meet people where they are. She's going to meet Indians. She's going to meet Chinese. She's going to meet Iranians and North Koreans and Brits and Australians. She's going to meet everybody around the world as she travels through India into Southeast Asia and to points beyond at her discretion. She's going to make friends. She's going to build trust. She's going to build influence. And she's going to be able to capitalize on that network of people that she has built because she is expanding her perspective with every new person she meets. I saw how she did here in Abu Dhabi. I saw how she engaged with local Emiratis. I saw how she engaged with local Jordanians and Egyptians. She acculturated into Middle Eastern life with ease. She started wearing the traditional abaya and the hijab. She went to large mosques as a tourist and as a friend. She has a talent for making friends, for building trust, and building influence. At CIA, we're taught to think of people like 
islands. Each person is their own individual island. And on their island, they are safe. They are independent. They are comfortable. They have their own values. They have their own preferences. They have their own biases. And they are safe as long as they're on their island. But the only way that we, as, a, as CIA intelligence officers, are ever going to get them to invite us onto their island is if we meet them where they are first. We can't just sit here on our island and build a big bonfire and wave and holler and try and get people to come visit us. Instead, we have to get on the boat. We have to go out in the water. We have to suffer through the storm and we have to suffer through the weather and we have to venture into the unknown to meet people where they are, to meet people on their island. We have to jump into their world. We have to live in their values. We have to learn what they care about. If we ever intend to be able to influence them to see our values and to understand our preferences, that's how it works. That's how espionage works, and that's how everyday life works. My sister was able to build that influence with a six-pack and a book. Around the world, CIA officers are able to build that influence with a handshake and a cup of coffee and a conversation. You can gain access to new resources, to new people. You can expand your network. You can grow your business contacts. You can develop the kind of influence that you need and you want to achieve the goals that you intend to achieve if you are willing to take the step and meet people where they are. Don't try to get people where you want them to be. Don't try to tell people where they should be. Let other people do that. Let other people make that mistake. Let other people stand on their own island, waving and yelling and screaming and being ignored. You belong on a boat with a sail up, heading into the wind, going into the unknown, because you will be the only person brave enough to try. And when you get on that shore, when you make that friend, when you build the trust and the influence that other people are afraid to go out and try and build, in that moment, you will win. And that is Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everybody will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. I have so much more to share with you. Find me on social media, at Everyday Spy, or on my website, www.everydayspy.com. And if you are up for a special challenge, check out Operation Real Time and let me take you on an authentic spy training mission. Above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.